Welcome to Jim's BBQ. Can I take your order? What a fucking disappointing story. I told you it wasn't anything great. Yeah, I got it. Like, so this one time I did all this fucking cocaine. <laughs> Remember, he's a secret cokehead. Like he'd be like, Elizabeth, I'm coming. It's the big one. That's what I say. Oh man. Well, duh. who wants? Who, who, how could you beat the 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 fucking two thousand classic? It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Before my Dylan Gonzalez. Rob Schneider is a carrot. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> I love the little like sound effects for the ice cubes. What? I just hit the record button. Oh. Um, Jim just asked Sean if he ever chewed. And, and Sean, what did he mean by that? Like, Tobacco, like tobacco yes. chew. Yeah. Okay, so but, the next question has to be, Jim, why did you ask Sean this question? Maybe it's just one of the mysteries. <laughs> why no, that fuck that. What? That's bullshit. <laughs> why? Why? Why did you ask? I don't have a glass on me, but sometimes when Sean gets the glass out, it looks just like somebody that used to chew the way he holds it and... Like when he's sniffing a beer or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. What, when I like took a sip of my uh, water? I don't know. Maybe it's just the way you savor it. <laughs> sounds, sounds weird. I don't know, dude. It just looks like, I you think... know how like, people do it? They're like... Just every now and then just I'll like catch the you. Way like, you savor it. Like, I don't, it's I just every Jim now and then I'll catch, I'll catch you like doing it, and I'll be like, it looks like Sean's chewing. And I, I'm always meant to ask you, and I keep forgetting. I think Jim has COVID again. <laughs> oh, I thought he said cocaine. I was going to be like, what? <laughs> Actually, one of our friends has, uh, has COVID right now. I mean, Jim would be far less tired all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I'd probably be less tired if I had it. Yeah, my cousin's got it right now, too. Well, I mean, Coke, not... Oh. Coke. Yeah, Coke, not COVID. It's, it's funny, too. I guess I can save this the Coke story for the pod. What? What, what is going on? You, just out of the blue. Oh, I suppose I could save the Coke story for the pod. Yeah, well, what? I just want to see... It's it's from a TV show, I'm, and there's a point to the point to it, which I think Dylan will really get. But not saying you've done coke, but I think Sean's probably he probably knows of most people that have uh, had addiction behaviors. But I've ran quite a quite a few people that have done it and stuff. But I'll make my point when we're potting. Uh, you guys will see. Okay. All right. We'll see. This is a general question I had. It was on a TV uh, show, and I was like, huh? I, I have so many questions. Okay. Well, I, I, I think we need that to and more. 
We can even start with that if you want. I'm already really confused. <laughs> I confused myself Sean, all the time. Sean, Sean, we all are. <clears throat> Mightily. <laughs> Wait, and there, there's one other question. Uh, have you gotten dinner yet? Yeah. What was that? Like, it's right here. Uh, a half a pepperoni roll. Only half? Yeah, I'm trying to eat less of stuff. Love that chicken for pepperoni. <laughs> eating like half portions like... of things, and then I'll eat like. <laughs> Maybe the next day or the day after that, I'll eat the other half of it for lunch. You ate that full bowl of mashed potatoes last week, though. Oh, that mashed potatoes was gone, dude. <coughs> Those were some small potatoes, if you ask me. For Jim, yeah, anyway. But again, I, I can't complain. I want a smaller portion, so. You need a half bowl of mashed potatoes. Yeah. It's sad. Mm. It'd be funny if Jim made the argument that like a bowl of potatoes was only a half serving because if it was a full serving, it would have to be a whole sphere. I mean, it could be considered a smaller portion <laughs> as compared to say like a punch bowl of mashed this potatoes. This is true. I like the way you're thinking, Sean. Yeah. Jim's like, now can you get me in a giant punch bowl full of mashed potatoes? <laughs> Jim's like... Love- Jim's like Scrooge McDuck swimming around in mashed potatoes. How's that? Uh, how's that can of? Hey, Mike, how's that can of raid over there? <laughs> That's what it looks like. You'd be shocked, you, actually. Is that your spit? Uh, spit yeah. <laughs> After you, I wish I had a glass or something. I'd show you what I'm talking about. I don't have something. I wish I had a. I... <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me get it. <coughs> over here. Can't reach it. I'm actually having a cider. Nice. Yeah, I've, I've uh, lost between seven and eight pounds. I keep fluctuating in that area just for eating less without really doing much of anything else. Now I just my, get on the horse and do some other shit. Last week he gained eight pounds from eating eight pounds of mashed potatoes. Oh, Thanksgiving was bad because I don't eat, I don't like turkey that much. <coughs> but uh, all the other I love stuff. all the other stuff. Because well, plus it's a t- Italian Thanksgiving. Oh, so there had to be there had to be some sort of pasta dish. Yeah, there's pasta, ham, all kinds he, of stuff. He lost the eight pounds over the sink. <laughs> yeah, put them away in the fridge. <laughs> well, let's get into it so we can talk cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Hello and welcome to episode two twenty of Jim's BBQ podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Dylan. And once again, back by popular demand is none other than Brother Sean. Yeah. Hey, I had nothing else to do tonight. Wow. I feel like you've used that one before. I have. It's just an old just... classic at this point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're back. Uh, We were so excited after last week's episode that we decided to get right back on the horse and record another episode. Um, And we're going to get into the meat of the conversation here in a little bit. But I know we we got a lot of things that we want to get to. Uh, But first things first, Jim, you you have some stories about cocaine? Yeah. 
So, um, well, we, I, before I, you get to your story, I, if you done cocaine, no. Okay. He's I, like, I had, I, I just, I, I just saw people do a lot of cocaine. <laughs> I've known people and I've seen people do it. I mean, but I, I'll get to that that part. So, um, there's a, like, a procedure. I'm thinking but, of starting though, guys. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> life would be a lot more interesting. Um, so anyway, um, there's a show we watch, a procedural. Well, I don't know if you guys remember Michael Weatherly was on NCIS. He does that show, Bull Now, where it's, uh, they do, uh, what is it called? Um, trial science with lawyers and like juries and stuff. So anyway, um, they got this case. This girl gave, um, it was a, um, a sports agent, big time sports agent, had a lot of huge famous clients. And the bigger the client, the more attention they got up to like a dedicated person to them. So basically she was like, this girl wants cocaine. And he's like, then get her whatever she wants. Here's the dealer's information. So she gets her the cocaine, gives it to her or whatever. Well, the girl dies. Um, the cocaine was laced with fentanyl. Okay. So in the trial, you know, they did all these discovery things. They're like, you know, do you do drugs? She's like, no. Um, do you drink? She's like, no. You know, all this stuff, discovery. So the prosecutor has this uh, video and she's out at a party and they're walking around with a, a cocaine tray and she does a lot of coke. So they play it for the, you know, uh, jury and all that stuff. And they're like, you know, you said you never did it. You know, was this, you know, they're making their point. Well, you said you never did this. What else have you done that you never said you did? Plus, you know, you obviously were able to get it. You're, you're, you do coke. And she's like, it was a one-time deal. I grew up poor. I, you know, just wanted to be part of the cool kid club for one night. I did it once, uh, you know, whatever. Tried it. And um, then they get her back in the thing and they're like grilling her, like pulling the attorney. Like you said, you never did it. That really hurt your credibility and whatever. And she goes, I, I did it one time. It was at party, you know, for the reasons I told you. She's like, and, and I didn't like it. <clears throat> so I paused it. And I looked at Kathy. And I went, she's full of shit. I'm like, I, I've never met anybody that has done coke or does coke that says they don't like it. Like there's never been anybody I've ever fucking ran across. There's people that have said, I want to quit or I don't uh, want to do this or I know it's bad for me, but I've never heard anybody say it sucks. John's probably got a better uh, opinion on it than I've heard some people that have to like uh, tried it and that they, uh, they didn't like the high from it. So that they didn't want to really do it again, or they had a bad experience. Yeah, I think I, <clears throat> I think I also recall uh, some folks in college or my friends, um, bigger party or bigger schools, just in general. So there was a little bit more of that. Um, but I remember, uh, I think some of them were like, "Yeah, some people did." They're like. Ugh. I don't think any of them did it. I don't think that any of them did it. I've never done it. So wait a minute. This is what you got all fucking worked up about? Yeah, because I'm like, what the fuck? Like, 
I don't know. I've never ran across anybody that said they they hated it. What like, a fucking what like a it's fucking, fucking great. What a fucking disappointing story. I told you it wasn't anything great. I, I watched up, but... I watched a TV show and this dumb thing happened. I told you it was off a TV show and it was pretty dumb. I started chuckling to when you said "cool kids club" and I for some reason thought of the Burger King Kids Club. Nice. <laughs> you were doing coke there for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. With that creepy. Why couldn't you just made something up? Like you did this crazy. Like you fucking did blow with what's his name, Jason Sudeikis. Like, come uh, on, that's a way more believable story than an entertaining story than what you just gave me. I told you it wasn't anything great. Uh, I should have vetoed the story. <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do, man? I would have done vetoed that if I had known. Don vetoed that. That's a yeah, phrase. That should be a phrase. That should be one. That's good. I'm going to Don veto that. Well, I mean, if anything, Dylan, maybe uh, Jim has uh, set the bar low for the rest of the parquet, uh, our podcast. <laughs> the parquet? The podcast. Uh, parkour? He, 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 set, he set the bar low for the rest of the podcast tonight. Right? Maybe that was my goal because uh, we're going to get into some shit. Parquet, uh, specifically, is flooring composed of wooden blocks arranged in a geometric pattern. Um, the ground or the ground floor of a theater or auditorium. Yeah. So he set the the bar low for floral what? floor designs. Was it the Boston Garden uh, parquet? It was Sean. That's very good. Hmm. I remember yeah. the, the Boston Celtics used to play on a parquet floor. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Not yeah. to be confused with the parlor. Or par is it a parlay? Parlay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that like so, is that like parlay? Yep, exactly. From, from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. Parlay is one of my one of my favorite words because it's so cool. I yeah, guess we'll never know what, what it is. Parlay. Jim Jim parlayed that uninteresting story into an even less uh, interesting story. Wow. <laughs> Can't say he's wrong. Jim actually used to uh, eat a lot of parquet on his toast. Ooh, never like that stuff. That's like one molecule away from plastic, dude. I can't Come believe on. it's not plastic. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of drugs. Yeah. Uh, that's a good uh, segue. Yeah, I got it. Mike's uh, like, got... so this one time I did all this fucking cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, he's a secret cokehead? Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah, yeah. I, I got my booster over the weekend. Oh, yeah? Hmm. How'd you uh, end up faring through it? Oh, it was pretty shitty, man. <laughs> yeah, you said Liz got kind of hit pretty hard. She's finally starting to get, I think, back to normal today. We got it on Saturday. It fucking hit her pretty hard, dude. Like a uh, two-ton heavy thing? Mm-hmm. And like kind of early on Saturday. I mean, like 11 o'clock. So it wasn't like right. later, even yeah. later on in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, um, she got she got really feverish. Um a lot of a lot of body aches and stuff like that. I ended up with the body aches and fatigue and 
the real like sore under the armpit thing where the lymph node is that that shit sucked man mm. are you sniffing your armpits like uh, mary Catherine gallagher yeah that's actually one like saturday night live reference i actually know believe it or not somehow hmm. uh snl sucked for a long long time it's not even that great people were still but what snl had a very long stint of uh, bad, uh, bad years. What in the eighties? <laughs> well, uh, I'd say nineties, early two thousands. I liked it then. I think that's the thing with that show is like, I mean, it's sometimes it's like I still watch it and enjoy it, like, but I there's aspects that I think it's aimed towards maybe like a generation that's like, you know, like high school into college, like early college. Um, Very well could be it. You know, because that was a point that I really enjoyed it, where like the 90s, like the Will Ferrell and, yep. you know. Like when I was in college, um, you're right. Yeah, you know, and Sherry O'Terry and Molly Shannon and Tina Fey and whatnot. Like that that point, um, I, I liked it. Tina I, so I was I was really expecting Jim just to go hated it because he was such a big and loving and living color fan. No, I watched the living color off and on. Best thing about that was the wins, like all twenty of them. You mean uh-huh. the ones who created the show? Yeah. Never been a big Drew Carey fan though. Jim Carey. Or Jim Carrey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy, <laughs> the Canadian guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah Drew Carey, me. What would what would Drew Carey me be doing on uh, Living Color? <laughs> That's my Drew Carey. I don't know. Like, I don't really know what I, a Drew Carey impersonation would be like. I could see how you could make that mistake between the two. Yeah, because I don't remember shit. So, because her last name is the Carey. And the comparisons on there. <laughs> nice. Well, speaking of drugs, uh, well, we watched another uh, movie with a lot conversation. of with a lot well, of one more, white, one more story white materials the in them. Oh, is one this your story? cocaine story? Um, maybe. <laughs> well, uh, the the story's got some uh, legs to it, I guess. Um. Hmm. I mean, so, careful. We're starting off hot here. We don't want the show to be top heavy before we get to the main event. Uh, I know. Yeah, the, true. This is just riveting stuff, isn't it? <laughs> you know, episode in, episode out, you can count on us to really talk about uh, some boring shit. So I'm roughly, I have roughly half of the episodes uh, now because what I think as of this, as of today, uh, December 14th, this week, I'll have the 109th episode out. So I have roughly half as many Jim's BBQ episodes. (laughs) That's kind of crazy, but it's just, (laughs) it's crazy. But it's it's just I'm just laughing because my like if, like just some fucking alien will find this and just be like, 
well, I understand what he did on the other one, but what is going on over here? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, by all means, enlighten me. All right. So, I mean, Sean was part of this uh, story. Uh, Friday, he came over. over, um, And so did, uh, so did our dad. Uh, we, we got our new mattress uh, last week, and we had ordered yeah. it from uh, one of those, like, online places. Yeah. Um, and it, it it showed up, and uh, I think it was – it showed up Thursday, and it was FedEx delivered, but it was like FedEx had to rent, like, a huge uh, – like, a bigger box truck to bring it. <laughs> No, no, like an even bigger one. Nice. What kind did you get? Uh, You got a big fig. Nice. You like it? Uh, So far, it's pretty good. So far, it's pretty good. It it took two guys to carry everything into the garage, though, which is kind of funny. And um, so uh, right after work, Sean comes over and dad comes over and we we set to get the old mattress out of the house and the box, the old box springs out of the house. We take those down to the curb and throw throw them onto the curb and get to setting up uh, the frame and the. Uh, not, it's not so much called a box spring; it's called a foundation. And then get go to get the mattress set up too. So. The frame was pretty funny. Like the directions were so like kind of hilarious. Like they're like like these kind of directions where they're like, do this with one hand. <laughs> to tell you which one. And we're just like just trying to figure out I, I think I need more than two hands to do this and it's really difficult I mean we had four of us ending ending up putting this thing together because it was so difficult like the frame itself and then yeah kind of uh, like snapping some of the pieces together you sort of you needed more than one hand um yeah. to do it I don't and so I mean the pieces were kind of heavy I don't get what like how they were saying like one hand Right. And then, like, at the end of the directions, we're like, oh, by the way, it might help you if you do this at step oh. one. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so we got to a place with one of the uh, sets of directions where I was like, uh, Liz was like, okay, Sean, read through the entire span of, like, the set of directions in case they put something that would be helpful to do at the beginning. Okay, so they clearly hired somebody who used to write like video game uh, strategy guides. And then at the end of each like level entry, they give you like the here's the tips and tricks section, which is just like, okay, why didn't you fucking put that there? Because I would have loved to have known to jump to the left of the squid as opposed to over it because it'll always hit you. That's like, do it's like, oh, well. If you were trying to take piece one and put it into piece two, it really helps if you get piece three set in first. And it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like Legend of Zelda blowing the whistle at the water, the lake in level seven. 
Well, I remember there, I forget if it was the original in the Legend of Zelda or if it was Link to the Past that there was like the little like um, mini like instruction like for the big time secrets and tips and stuff. And they're like, do not open this. This this holds some of the most secret things of Hyrule. And I'm like, well, we're delving into this really early. And like, yeah. it just like broke the seal that they had on this little sticker and like delved into it pretty, uh, pretty rapidly. That's pretty funny. I miss strategy guides. I, used I was to just going to say, you remember those? Dude, I used to look, well, I liked them because most of the time they were written like with a lot of humor in mind. Like the, like the people who wrote those guides like made cracks about the games and like you know had little like funny remarks but also mm -hmm. they were just chock full of fucking typos like my favorite one that i ever found was i had a strategy guide believe it or not i had a strategy guide for this fucking game for star wars episode 1 the phantom menace for uh pc and playstation and in the strategy guide they left in um a typo where in one of the levels you're playing as Queen Amidala and they accidentally made it Queen Panaka because Captain Panaka's running around helping you out. And my buddy right. and I just thought that was the funniest thing when we were, you know, 10 years old. But yeah, I miss those things. So I mean, crazy. there's just like none of that stuff. Now it's like you get you could probably get paid money to like write out a strategy guide on like Polygon or Gizmodo for, you know, Breath of the Wild or something like that. I remember Not that those uh, guys didn't get paid, but I remember like playing like uh, PC games, Jim, and maybe you did, and then mm -hmm. you would you could like uh, go on like search engines and find like the walkthroughs for mm -hmm. some of the games, and they'd be like a complete like. A complete like just like text file of the entire yes, game. Yes, yes, I used yes, I used to read, I used to like read through those for my you know beating games myself all the time. Gamefacts.com, man. <laughs> you know what's funny about this whole thing is even young Dylan looked at and scrutinized the um, grammatical errors and the the, <laughs> the uh, oh come on how could you not guys. laugh at that how could you not laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> what, we were, I probably didn't even notice. We were not scrutinizing that. I mean, we already thought that game was shitty. In, in a past life, Jim was actually writing the strategy guides. That's why there's so many errors in them. That's fucking awesome. I love that. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, I I just watched a Game Grumps compilation where it's like them reacting to like typos in games and stuff like that. And there's one for like Mega Man, and it's like Doctor Willy. Isn't it Dr. Wiley? And it's that they just made a game where they completely spelled the villain's name wrong. Yeah, well, a lot of back then, too, a lot of those were like ports from Japanese or Japan. Yes. And or and or, or and or the Japanese people porting them <clears throat> to the states and doing the conversion themselves instead of letting somebody here do them. Like that famous all your base are belong to us. Yeah. That was a complete, that was an example of that. They did the translation and that's, they didn't understand that that's not what it meant. Like hmm. there's uh, a lot of those. I think know, there's a book of those too. 
You know, real quick, uh, just because we're speaking, it's funny. I was going to try to work this in because I read it before uh, we jumped on, but I'm, I can kind of include it here. Uh, there's an account on Instagram called Depths of Wikipedia. And it's just like, you know, if you've ever read like listicles where it's like just weird shit that is actually on Wikipedia for some reason. Uh-huh. And there's this which was um, an internet meme and urban legend called Nuclear Gandhi. Um, It's from the video game Civilization. And according to legend, there was a bug in Civilization that eventually forced the pacifist leader Mahatma Gandhi to be extremely aggressive and to use nuclear weapons heavily. Um, According to the legend, each leader's artificial intelligence and civilization had a parameter that described his or her aggression on a scale from 1 to 10, with 1 being the least and 10 being the most. According to other sources, the scale was 1 to 12. Indian leader Mahatma Gandhi was the only leader in the game with the lowest possible aggression rating of 1, and as a result was was only able to wage defensive wars. Once the AI changed its government form to democracy, which was preferred by peaceful nations such as India, its aggression level decreased by two. In the case of Gandhi, this would lead to a negative aggression level uh, of negative one. However, the aggression level was stored as an eight-bit unsigned integer variable that could only store values in the range from zero to 255 or two to the eighth power minus one. The negative value would therefore therefore result in an integer overflow with the value being stored as 255 and Gandhi becoming about 25 times more aggressive than the most (laughs) aggressive leaders in the game. (laughs) Uh, The legend of nuclear Gandhi is one of the most recognizable bugs in the history of video games. It spawned a large number of internet memes. It has also been used as an example of integer overflow in computer science courses at Harvard University, among others. that's i mean like that's what i feel like at this point the internet is good for because it is just logging weird shit like this it doesn't need to be used for anything else (laughs) but i just thought that was so fucking funny but also very interesting and also it is interesting games did weird shit like that like uh like every single old star wars game had like a gajillion easter eggs in them Oh yeah, yeah, like, for sure. For the the games, other movies that were related to them, I remember I had uh, like Howard the Duck would show up. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, exactly. Or there would be a reference to it. Um, mm-hmm. Fucking Sam and Max from Sam oh, those and Max. were the best, dude. Those were uh, fantastic. Uh, what was the? uh the fucking one i was just gonna say um there was i remember there was one in star wars it was like the star wars version of civilization there was a cheat code you could put in you get a killer ewok like you know they just did shit like that like you know you don't really get that in games anymore i like i miss the hidden content it's few and far between when you do too i feel like if they were gonna if someone were to try to make a game like that um i mean you could still do it like you know, Breath of the Wild is pretty dense, but yeah. There's a lot of, <coughs> excuse me, there's a lot of independent game developers out there that are making like true. 8-bit and 16-bit games. And some 32s are exactly what you're saying. They're like um, nostalgic games like that, that we loved playing, and they're still fun in their new games, like brand new games, and they have all that stuff in it. 
Yeah, yeah, Sarah was a too. big fan of Undertale. Okay. Which was like uh, very much a, a, a throwback style game, but it was done on like the level of, of it being like, you know, a really good game. And it, it definitely seemed like a very hard game, but uh, it looked pretty cool. So. Yeah. Like I got, I got like a little handheld game system and they, they have ports of like uh, some like classic games. But then there's like uh, companies that made uh, games for this handheld that are new games, but made in those classic styles. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. it's like very much people... like, oh, sorry. like doing like 8-bit and 16-bit type style games. Yeah, there's still like side scrollers or whatever. Yeah, somehow you you could go out and buy a brand new Atari uh, game with cartridge box, everything. They they sell mm-hmm. them. There's a big I mean, market for it too. Yeah, I mean, if you have, I mean, somehow, Dylan, if you have like the, if if basically you have the editor, then you're you're golden. You can program it. You know, these these mm-hmm. people learn, you know, how to how to program it in whatever language it uses and just football right writes it. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, it could be. It could be Cobol. Like, who knows? I, I Pascal. <laughs> It's probably some form of like, yeah, I bet you it is probably some form of Pascal and Basic or something like that. Yeah, like merge together. So, uh, can I get back to the mattress? Oh yeah, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. we totally got off the mattress. <laughs> That's, we okay. Did. That's okay. Got to so, get back on the mattress. Yeah, we got to get back to the mattress. So, Sean and my dad, they they help us out. We get the frame put together. We get the um, the the what the hell is it called? What did I say it was called? The foundation. The, um, foundation. the foundation, yeah. Get that <laughs> built. I couldn't even remember the fucking name. It sounds then, like a faction in wrestling. I was going to say it sounds like a resource yeah. you would find in a video game. It's like you must set up a foundation before you build before you build homes. So we're, we're like carting these boxes into the bedroom and out of the bedroom and screwing things together and having all, all sorts of fun with this thing. And then Finally, the the main event is is to bring the the mattress in, and it's in like this big tall box. Sean and I get it out of the box, and it's rolled up almost like it's rolled so tight into like a, a ball, almost like yeah, it looks almost like a cinnamon roll, except it's completely like shrouded in plastic, and there's directions of what you're supposed to do. And, and what not to do. And what not to do. And they're very specific about this. And they, I mean, almost to the point they're like yelling at you, don't do this. So, and they give you a tool to open up the mattress and to take the plastic yeah. wrap off of it. You know what they give you, Dylan? <laughs> Is it an Allen key? I have so no. fucking many Allen keys. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's a letter opener. Nice. They, they give you a letter opener? They give you a letter opener. Like Did you the keep little, it? But yeah, we got it. It's still in the bedroom, actually. It's just like one of those like things. It's, like, it, it, it's also like, a, like, a, a home with the like the long part. end with the little blade like in the uh like in the end. And you have you opened up letters with it since? No. Uh um, should keep it as a letter opener. That, I mean yeah. that's exactly what it is. So the instruction is explicit that you you take off the first layer of the plastic 
and the layer is like huge like it took us like 10 minutes to get all of this plastic off of this thing it was hilarious we just keep going and going and going and finally you get to a point where you have it all done but it's still wrapped in another layer of plastic and it, they were really explicit they're like don't cut in to the second layer until you're ready and we're like okay and then the next instruction is, is with the plastic still on it, unfold the mattress and put it in place where you want it. And then they're like, Are you read them right now? No. And then they're no. like, cut, cut open the plastic, the second layer of plastic. You, you cut into that. And as soon as you open it, yeah. it's just, you just hear this huge, like rush of air. And the thing just starts expanding like crazy. <laughs> and it sends you like into like a full panic mode. <laughs> you don't, you, you're just like, oh shit, I better get this plastic off of this thing because I don't know what else to do but to do that. So Why did you was, panic? <laughs> I don't know. We just did. We're just like, oh shit. So we just start going. Did it rip the plastic off on its own? Uh, no, I mean, we got it off before. Yeah, dude, you just, it's, it's just like getting a roll of Pillsbury uh, biscuits. You just yeah. pop it. And... <laughs> I don't know. We, we just, it's pretty we, fun. Yeah. I remember when I got yeah. my mattress from Ikea and I opened it up. It was like, and I was like, oh my God. It's like one of those little things you put in the jar and it gets big. But fast. Yeah, it was, it was like, it was like opening up, it was opening up like a, um, a package of dinosaurs and like um a, like uh vacuum sealed mm -hmm. <laughs> or something like that that's what it kind of reminded me of so do you do you vacuum seal your meat mike I, I have some vacuum sealed meat yes okay is it venison uh yeah okay um so saturday like we mentioned liz and i went out for our boosters and uh we, we went out, we did some shopping afterwards because we both still felt okay. And um, as you guys probably know, Saturday night, it started to get pretty crazy, right? Like the wind, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The wind was pretty nuts, right? So we're just sitting around. We're, watch, we're watching television and uh, just, try, just trying to be... You I'm know, sorry. Is, is, the, is that the boom mic? No. I have no idea. Well, I get the shot. <laughs> what is that? What? Yeah, and precisely. <laughs> Looks like he a, just, like a, <laughs> I, he's the derailer. I'm listening. I muted so you didn't have to hear. What is it? What is it's a door. Thing? What do you mean it's a door? It's a door. What? No, it's not a door. It's like a. The hell, it's not. <laughs> How is that a door? Here. I can't see it. It just I'm looks like a picture. I don't even know. So Wait for him just to fall over, like backwards, because he's leaning. He's like, "Whoa!" Knocks over all of his Optimus Primes. There you go. It's in your uh, text messaging. Oh, okay. I see now. It's not. It's not a door. <laughs> it's not. It's a little. It's a little acute triangle. Okay, yeah, it did get, I mean, I, yeah, there was that fucking crazy shit out in Kentucky. That was really bad. A lot of people died. Yeah. What about that fucking uh, Illinois? Is that, uh, 
uh, tornado ripped through that ambulance yeah. facility. I think like six people died. Well, I think like a bunch more died in, in a place in Kentucky. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. They were told like basically don't leave or we'll fire you. Yeah, I saw oh, that. At the, at the candle factory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, was that a candle safe, factory I mean. or like was it like a Yankee candle store or something? No, it was a factory. No, it was the it was it was a factory. factory. Oh geez. Yeah, not good. Like all the, well, like, at least they the, wouldn't have been the without money. Of the place was like, oh no, we did tell them that they had to stay, and then like every like they all have this proof, like and multiple people heard it, and it's like you guys are fucked, man. Yeah, they're very fucked. They look really bad. Well, did they want them to stay for their safety? No, they were like, we're going to fire you from your job if you leave to, like, be safe. Is your laptop... (laughs) Oh, so they wanted them to keep working? Yeah. What? What? Yes. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yes, it is. Okay. What? What is happening? (laughs) What? Oh my god, he's so fucking distracted. He did do cocaine. Oh man, I hear it's amazing though. <laughs> no, fuck that. I've been around people. I don't like it. Yeah, I so it I mean, not to make happen. not to make light of like yeah. the, the people that uh, lost their lives in in the windstorm. So we're just hanging out. We're just relaxing on the couch and just watching television and. You know, waiting for whatever's going to happen with the booster to happen, and um, Liz is all of a sudden she's like, you know what? We we heard we heard a noise, and she's like, you may want to like look out the windows to see if like anything if we have any damage like outside in the backyard or the front yard. And I look out the backyard first, and there's nothing. I look out the front, and I go, oh shit. There's a car out like in the street and they stopped right in front of our house. And the reason why they did is the box springs had blown out off the curb and out into the street. (laughs) (laughs) Because all we did was when we took them out, I didn't even think about it. We just, we took the mattress out first, put it on the curb. And then we, we came out, Sean and I took the box springs out. We just threw them on top of the mattress and just went about our way. Didn't think, oh, yeah, there's going to be like 60 mile per hour winds and those things, (laughs) yeah, right? Anything you know, and there's like for a king size bed, like typically there's two, so it's like basically cut in half and they don't weigh anything, so like it's like you know, we just threw them up on there and yeah. And I get back into the house after taking care of them, and Liz is like, she's like, you know what? She's like, I thought I maybe heard like a car horn earlier, I wonder if. I wonder if they blew their horn because the box springs were out there in the street. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of funny, I thought. So, like, I'm out there, 60 mile per hour winds, there's rain, and I'm sitting there struggling to put box springs back, like underneath. Oh, I bet he looked sexy. I bet Mike's hair was fucking blowing in the wind. He looked all fucking rugged. He, like, comes <laughs> in, and Liz is just like, Honey, I want to think you look really good and sexy and hot and rugged, but you just don't. <laughs> and he's like, "All right, Liz, I need a shower." Oh, Liz, need a big shower. Yeah, big words. That was about the extent of our excitement for the weekend. 
<laughs> other, than that, other than that, we were laid up with the the uh, booster effects. Oh, with the COVID. The mattress is awesome, though, man. Really like it so far. Well, that's good. I'm feeling like I'm getting a lot better sleep. Like, I feel like I my sleep probably. is a bit better. I know. We'll really find out when Jim stays tonight and we can cuddle. Mm. Hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, maybe if you come up for uh, Homegrown in January. When is it? It's uh, like the uh, 20-something of January. Sean will look on his paper calendar. I don't want to uh, disappoint my public. January 22nd. January 22nd. Homegrown. Uh, don't knock the paper calendar. I don't keep uh, crap in my phone. At Loving Cop. Yep. I don't but keep I, crap in my phone either. I just, I, it's not reliable to me. This paper calendar is trusty and uh, it works for me. It is, unless it catches on fire, but you could say the same thing about your phone. Yeah. But then it's backed up to the cloud and you could just restore it on the new one, but. Yeah, but how often have I burned a uh, paper calendar? Never. I don't know. How many times have you ruined a phone? Never. Well, track record's pretty good on both. Well, well, I wouldn't say I ruined a phone, but uh, like from dropping it or, or it getting wet or anything like that, but I've had phones where... They just kind of came to the end of their shelf life and they uh, stopped working. Yeah. So paper calendar wins. So whatever you do, don't feed, don't feed your phone after midnight. Yeah. In fact, that we're going to get into some of that here in a little bit. Are we? About yes. phones? Are we ready to get into this? I don't yeah, know. I, are you done with your story, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to tell you about the mattress and uh, some of the some of the fun. I, I do. Uh, I got to move this so I can see Dylan's face when I say this. Hold on. <laughs> um, it's like, let me look into your eyes, Dylan. Look into my eyes. Look into my eyes. So, um, I don't know who made the comment. It was like more than five minutes ago, and I can't remember five minutes ago. So. Um, that's the story you told and you made fun of mine. I, I said that. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. It's cool. What? About the mattress? Yeah, dude, it's good. <sighs> mattress had some good stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah, it actually happened to them. Yeah, Mike's <laughs> was more sensical and like. <laughs> and like a... Plus, Sean was involved. I'm so just yeah. giving Mike shit. Sean was involved, so you had no, to, like, you're giving me shit. <laughs> you had to like well, technically, yeah. And you had to like uh the story because Sean was in it. I love everything about Sean. He's such a swell guy. Ah, that's what we hear. That's why I, I wanted to mute. <laughs> that was if you must his... know, Dylan. I'm swapping this out on my computer because. I think this is the cause of my fucking keyboard issues. Oh, what? Did you just like 
piss out your fucking COVID 5G chip. Basically. Did you ever get your computer working, Mike? No. Someone promised they were going to try and fix it. I know. You should have gave it to me when I was there. You were asleep. (laughs) Oh, true. (laughs) And then you left early. Yeah. Fucking sorry. Showed up late and left early. That sounds like my MO. Yeah, no shit, man. Swear to God. <laughs> we had beer to drink, man. Still we have, beer to drink. We have still so much beer to drink. We actually just finished all the beer that we bought for the most part. Like all the ready to drink beer. You're like uh you're drinking up a storm this weekend, man. Yeah. Gonna be doing gonna be doing that again probably for the rest of the week. <laughs> so going to hang out with my friends over at Wild East Brewery and then going to see uh a band with an unreadable logo at St. Vitus on Thursday. What? See Kitty, my mom. What the fuck on... are you doing? <laughs> I love the tail. Just I love the cat tail just going <laughs> back and forth. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that little thing from Lab or um is it Labyrinth? The thing with the teeth, or is it uh the the dark crystal where it's like <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Uh, that's a dark crystal. Uh those things yeah. are so funny. Does anybody else uh, have any more questions on why uh, Jim's keyboard is broken? No. Okay. I don't care. Hmm? Wow. <laughs> well, no, I think we already have all of the answers, Dylan. That's I don't blame you, Dylan, because I don't really fucking care. It's my keyboard. It just annoys me that it just doesn't work. I'm pretty sure it's the cat. Why does he keep doing it? He's like, I'm Batman. <laughs> Do you want to see why? Hold on. Let me show you why. Let me take a picture so I can send it to you again, Mr. Inquisitive. (laughs) Okay. There. Now, as I start to lift it, there. Let me send you the pictures. The pictures? The pictures of what? OJ? No, why it goes black. I do appreciate your interest, though, Dylan. There's a little lip right there. Do you see the lip? And the camera sits right behind that lip edge of the cabinets. Uh-huh. So when I push the monitor up, the camera goes dark. When I push the monitor down, the camera goes on. Oh, so it's just so close. Okay, you did not explain that to me. I keep thinking you're, like, covering it up with, like, a little, like, I don't even know, like a little... Like a little little, lid or something. Yeah. Well, I do have one of those. It's like a peephole or uh, it's like a glory hole. (laughs) Whoa. Why do you keep pushing on the screen then? Yeah, that's the real question. I suppose we'll never know. And that's fine. I don't know. You know what? I I totally stopped uh, putting mine on on the lid to the uh, uh, laptop, like on the laptop screen. Well, I use mine for work, too. So when I switch my cable from my computer or my laptop to my work laptop, it's just one cable that I switch. The USB-C cable, the Thunderbolt one. 
And mm-hmm. um, are you going to leave any of this in? No. And um, that way everything's hooked up. So at work, when I don't need to have my camera on, it flips down. Because we know how to turn them on, like, remotely for people. It's kind of fun. We do it to each other. But um, anywho, I did have something else I wanted to say. I can't remember what it was. I'm sure I'll just randomly be like, oh, I remember. Ooh. See, that's smart. What's that? Puts puts your, uh, what do you call them, the use? Your uh, Funko Pops. Yeah. <coughs> I don't know. It works. Wow. Sweet. Sean's pulling a gym tonight. He's ready to go. He's ready to talk about the movie. Yeah. I don't know what we're waiting on. All right. So, guys, uh, I mean, after, what well, or after, while we were discussing last week's movie of from our uh, holiday spectacular, we were discussing in episode 219, we were discussing the movie Jack Frost. While we were doing that... Oh, my God! What? You put that on top of the pops I got you? What do you mean? <laughs> Dude, that's like one of three ever made. <laughs> it's in a case. Oh, my God. Elizabeth! It's coming, Elizabeth! It's in a case. What's coming? That's way too wait. That's long. Oh my god, you're like you're older than Sean with that reference. That's what Sean um, probably saw that in syndication. It's in a hard shell case. It's fine. Um, that was uh, Red um, Sanford's son. That was his. uh, Yeah, his wife's name was Elizabeth, and every time like something would happen, like he'd be like Elizabeth. I'm coming. It's the big one. Fuck that's what I say. Oh, man. I know. That's Elizabeth. So I said, no, Mike, no, gets TMI. You. Don't need to know. Drawing a oh, line in the sand. Oh, 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 that was, Mike, that was a good one. That was a good one, Mike. I, that was a good one. Oh, man. Woo. <laughs> 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 he's turning into Robin Williams. That was just for a fun. It's me, Robin Williams. Oh, wait, let me get my maxi pad uh, mask out. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jim. You know that, that that joke does not originate with you, right? What's that? The joke about it, your mask looking like a maxi pad. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure it doesn't. No, I, I sent a picture of um, uh, of uh, somebody we know posing with um, Phil Anselmo, the dude from Pantera and Down. And, like, he's just, like, a very, you know, he is a very, like, thick human being and he's wearing a mask and they're like at the airport and dude's like oh look who i bumped into at the airport i sent the picture to august and he just goes 
Dude, I dude, look at the mask on Phil's face. It's so tiny. He goes, dude, that looks like a fucking maxi pad on his face. Oh man, I almost I had to like go outside because I was laughing so hard. I was still at work at the time. Oh, so fucking funny. All right. So yeah, we decided uh last week rather than watch Krampus. We <laughs> Which we probably to... should have just coughed up the three bucks and rented it. Yeah. We we called an audible. I might still. <laughs> we called an audible um upon Jim's request to watch Jack Frost 2 instead. Those. I think he had hopes that the sequel of uh Jack Frost would be on par with the sequel to Thanksgiving. I think that was his hopes. I hope. I think he was hoping there'd be a lot of puppetry and uh, <laughs> there was the yeah, Mexican was. Dirty Sanchez worms <laughs> and all sorts of things that Jim loved about Thanks Killing Three. A no real cohesive story, or you know, <laughs> you know, all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. why don't we just dive right into uh, Jack Frost Two, Dylan? I'd prefer not to dive into Jack Frost 2. People that dive into Jack Frost 2 die. <laughs> yeah, well, quite literally, that happened. What was her name? Movie. Linda? Linda? Wasn't that his wife's name? I don't remember. No, it's... Um, uh, I, I made a note of it. Um, uh... I think it's Anne. Yes, that was it. Yeah, Anne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we we it's just that Arrested Development joke. Egg. <laughs> I'm listening. Go on. All right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go. We'll go. We'll get into it. Jack Frost 2, Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman, right? Excellent title, too, by the way. Lives up to its uh, uh, description, I would say. Yes. Uh, came out in 2000, so three years after the first Jack Frost. Um, But we're not in Snowmanton anymore. Um, <clears throat> and I see why this movie is the way it is. <laughs> um, so, uh, we're back with the sheriff, uh, Sheriff, uh, Sam Tiller, I think his name is, whatever. That's his, whatever. Well, I think That's we, we start name. out in Snowmitten, though. We do start out in Snowmitten, but barely, we, just barely. Yeah. We do just get to see, uh, part of the Snowmitten International Airport. Yep. And the... Uh, front of their house during it, it looked to be about the same size as the rochester international airport yes the might one where i jumped out of the back of mike's van yeah. it might actually be smaller than that possibly i do like that they brought back the the sheriff and the, like the people from snow snow snowminton or whatever oh so you like continuity in your sequels huh very interesting <laughs> 
I just said I liked it. It doesn't make it better than Thanksgiving mm. 3. Mm. Not at mm. all. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that because I agree with them. I'm, oh, there were, char- oh, there were characters in Thanksgiving 3 that were in Thanksgiving. <laughs> and Thanksgiving 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wanda Lust. Was... Yes. Well, and voices. Well, uh, Sheriff, in, in, in this sequel, uh, Sheriff Tiller is back again. Uh, now he's in therapy which uh, literally just looks like someone's living room. And, and I understand that there are therapists that operate out of their homes. And I, I'm not suggesting that because those people are professionals and know how to set up the right kind of, you know, space for uh, patients. This literally just looks like they set it up in what I assume is like the, the quote unquote producer's living room. Uh, that guy could very well be one of the producers for all I know. Um, was he getting therapy on the producer's couch? Possibly, possibly. But his therapist is such a fucking shithead that he opens the phone line up into the receptionist's office so that she and three other people, including a construction worker, can make fun of him as he recites a version of Jack B. Nimble and finally says that Jack Frost is a mutant killer snowman. So he has PTSD. It was like the people listening on, it was like the village people of waiting rooms. It was the village people of the office room. And the guy that played the therapist was uh, Mr. Pitt on Seinfeld. Oh, was it really? With the fact yeah, it was Mr. Oh, there Pitt. we go. Or Mr. Pitt, not Fit. I don't know why I said Fit. Was he like the most well-known person in this movie? I think so. Yeah, he, t- he took over the mantle from the last movie from Shannon Elizabeth. <laughs> yes, they made quite a step. <laughs> um, so, first question. I'm assuming that everybody else thinks that this movie just looks incredibly shitty as in like it is shot like a professional film, but it's clearly very low quality. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't look very good. Like even the credits are awful. Like they're just like a graphic. That's what I came to expect. (laughs) I wasn't expecting like highbrow, like, Oh, no, neither was no. I, but at least Jack Frost 1 looked like it was made on film, you know what I mean? Like, this just looks like it was recorded on a digital camera and just uploaded, <laughs> and they're like, here's the movie. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. And the first one had the uh, the ornaments, right? Where yeah, the it had all the, yeah. yeah, it had all the background and everything. Mm-hmm. This just was like a really terrible Christmas song. It's like, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. I, well, I'm sure they didn't want to pay for rights for anything. So, well, duh. who wants to out? Who, who, how could you beat the, the, the fucking 2000 classic? It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Performed by Dylan Gonzalez. Dylan Gonzalez <laughs> to uh, a low budget film. <laughs> Yeah, you can sample that. It's fine. I won't sue you. <clears throat> um, so a couple of grave robbers dig up Jack's green liquid remains from uh, the first movie. And uh, the one guy's like, oh, man, this was really cool. So do I need to know about this? And the other guy's like, in fact, no, you don't. And he just shoots him and kills the other guy. Like, all right, uh, whatever. So a, a team of uh, scientists, and I use that term very lightly, Start dumping in the green liquid while a whole slew of 
quote unquote experiments are conducted as Christmas songs play. I mean, and it's just like, it's really like low. Like I use, I think I used quotes uh, a few times in my r- report on this because everything in this movie is quite dubious. <laughs> if you ask me, um, which does, I think, kind of led to why I enjoyed it. Um, but this is also just, it's so bad. Like, this is just so, so terrible. Um, there's uh, this one scientist that I, I like that he takes a sip of coffee and gives it the Crandall nod of approval, you know? Um, the, but uh, maybe uh, like a, a Crandall oops moment, he leaves the coffee out and that night the janitor accidentally knocks the aforementioned coffee cup into the green liquid after he leaves it there and via some not fucking... not only out but like on the top of like the aquarium where all the yeah, liquid like, is yeah balancing like like incredibly reckless scientists yeah i was gonna say incredibly irresponsible yeah. yes well thankfully uh you know uh, we're <laughs> this part was amazing just could you imagine get... if like uh could you imagine if the movie was just like he comes back in, he's like, "Oh, left my coffee mug there." Moves it, end scene, and credits. Like that's <laughs> we it. would all we would all be. There's for the like better. no, there's no movie because nothing happens. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the end credits are with Dylan's song. It's Christmas. That would be, I think that would actually be really, I'm sure they exist, but it would be funny if somebody did like um, really obnoxious, but obvious ways to like consolidate movies. And you, you it's like, you do that for, um, I don't know. You could do that for like Star Wars where it's just like, it's like, we're going to get into this escape pod and we'll be safe. Right. Should we target that escape pod? Absolutely. <laughs> solved but anyway that's a good movie uh we're not talking about a good movie but we are talking about a move about two franchises uh that had some graphics by kenner because that's what the level of cgi of dna turning into snowflakes and like mutating uh we are subjected to and jack is reborn as he makes his containment box explode and he kills the janitor with a flying shard of glass i thought that was pretty cool (laughs) so he wakes up and like it's literally just the dude speaking over like a melting blob of snow and water. Like it, this movie hits like thanks killing three levels of like you know doing things very low budget. I mean, we'll get to it, but let's just say there's a lot of times in this movie where a very small thing represents an entire character, and it's just kind of like wow, that's what they really went with. Okay, I guess this mm-hmm. is that kind of movie. Um, I, at this point, I also noticed that the movie had gone was no longer in widescreen. Uh, I don't know. I watched it on Tubi. I don't, but uh, I, I believe it was in widescreen, and then it exited widescreen for the rest of the film. Um, so the they don't, sheriff they don't have uh, widescreen in the Bahamas. Bahamas. <laughs> the uh, alleged Bahamas, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, quote unquote Bahamas. <laughs> Um, hey, come on, come on. Wasn't shot on location? The, the bartender <laughs> had the authentic accent. Yeah, he did. I did read um, on IMDb that they went there for uh, sunny shooting in all four days of filming. So I guess the film only or the movie only took four days to film. All four days it rained. 
Nice. That's pretty amazing. So, so that explains that's why they said it was dark and all that I mean, stuff. I have some suspicions about some of the rest of the the movie, but anyway. Can so you the sheriff stage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the sheriff is supposed to be going on vacation with his family because it would be good for him and them to get away from Snowminton for a while. And uh, so their friends, another married couple, arrive late. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, we're on an island at a tropical resort. There's, there's yeah, they're, they're the friends are going bars. to like what, like to get married or like renew like their cele- vows, renew their or, vows or something. Yeah, celebrate their wedding anniversary. So I mean, what better resort to get married at, Jim? Maybe uh, Jake and Victoria should uh, consider getting married at this resort. <laughs> it seems like a lovely place. Yeah, nothing could go wrong. What could possibly go wrong there? I mean, I know what's going wrong right now. Jim is just gone. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just... Yeah. I mean, you I... Know I what, you know what was interesting when I saw, like, the credits, and I didn't put it together because I don't think I remembered, like, the credits or whatever from the first one, is that, like, one of the actresses' names um, was Marsha Clark. And I was like, wait a minute. The prosecutor from the OJ trial is in this movie. <laughs> she was in the first one too. Well, yeah. Then, like, I mean, I I realized that it wasn't, and that she was in the first one. Uh, but I, like I said, I didn't remember like the actresses' names from the first one. Um, so I happened to um, actually see the names on the, these credits, and I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute, Marsha Clark." What's funny is, is I started just briefly, I started watching, there's a riff tracks of the first movie and I started watching a bit of it and I got to the credits thing and she actually, Marsha Clark in this, in the first movie had the same level of billing as um, Shannon Elizabeth. And they actually made more of a joke about Marsha Clark being in the movie than Shannon Elizabeth. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So, Jim, uh, I, while you were gone, um, I proposed that maybe Jake and Victoria should get married at this resort. You think? Yeah. It's beautiful. It's like a nice I place. Mean, gorgeous. I mean, you can sweep up some blood and gore. and It's like 100 feet wide by 100 feet wide, too. It's pretty yeah. sweet. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you would be a very intimate experience for everybody involved. Yeah. And Jack would um, have to show up. You can get too. some of that delicious uh, uh, punch that they had. Oh, heard it's good. Yeah. With so bananas in the, it? With the bananas. So we meet the guy who runs the resort, I guess. He looks like a... Re- okay, so this is what happened here. I remarked that this guy looks like a really low-rent Colonel Mustard from Clue. And yeah. then I just wrote, okay, so the low-rent Colonel Mustard is actually like the Colonel. Like he is just like this old British guy, and like he, I don't know. He just keeps talking about like India. Like I was just like, what the hell? Like what? It reminded me of the guy about? from um, like uh, Magnum PI. Like I don't. I was just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, are you like, is Upton Sinclair your favorite writer? Like he's just talking about like all this. I don't know. He just seemed like he was from like the 1800s or something. But you get like a whole like introduction of like all of the characters. Oh yeah. Like as they uh, get off the bus. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like most of them are like, it's not a bus mic. It's a truck backing up. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's an island bus. Yes. Um, There's multiple rows for people to sit in. Just saying. Yeah. I, I was wondering who was driving that actually. Uh, I was just curious. They, they, it, they don't really seem to reveal who that person is. And I can only imagine that they were smart and got out of the movie. Um, but uh, you know, the guests are mostly like young, attractive women and like this very flamboyant Asian guy. And then was I was probably, like, <laughs> um, driving the bus was probably Captain Fun Guy. You know, the guy, oh, yeah. Captain Fun. Oh my god, we have not yet gotten to Captain <laughs> Fun, but the the um, the colonel guy, <clears throat> excuse me, oh, I took that as like, um. It kind of reminded me because he was telling about the story, like everybody's got a story, and telling that one guy what everybody's story was. He reminded me of uh, Fantasy Island. Yeah, I feel like somebody's name in the chat could be Captain Fun. <laughs> um, also, the resort is called Tropicana, so clearly breaching some kind of trademark or IP with the uh, juice brand. They needed money, yo. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the sheriff and his wife are there, and they're, you know, the whatever. They're all, they're all on the island. So everybody's there for a reason. But nope. meanwhile, okay, this was bizarre, but out in the middle of the fucking ocean, there's two dudes are, are stranded on a raft. They're just lost at sea. Yep. And they only have a carrot left in their cooler to eat. And what I what we come to find out is that this is Jack Frost carrot. It's his nose. Uh, I guess also there was a candy bar in there, and the one dude ate it. So naturally, they start fighting over the carrot and like treating it like a knife. So one of the dudes gets tossed overboard, and I guess just drowns. Like Jack drowns him. I guess. Yeah. I sure. Yeah, I think Jack pulled him in. Yeah, and like yeah, and he drowned him. Like this, this movie is like one of the ultimate. Like, let's do just everything off camera and make it look like that's how they died. <laughs> you know, um, so I guess Jack is like the ocean or something, and or he's just I don't know. It, it it's bizarre. He's a carrot at the very least. Anyway, he stabs the other guy through the chest with an icicle that he makes and then he's just on his way completely arbitrary to the plot just happens he's he's on his way to the islands yeah so he's stopped much on his like, way to kill um, people much, much like uh jaws the revenge he is following sheriff tiller much like the shark fo uh followed mrs brody Somehow I find this one more believable. At least Jack was like a person with like a conscious and the shark was not just a uh, a a poorly utilized prop. <laughs> was it? It reminded me when you said uh, Jack Frost is a carrot. Like, of uh, I don't know if you watch South Park. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, uh, yes, I've, I've seen South Park. Rob Schneider is a carrot. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know what the context is, but like I they're think just it's making funny. they're making fun of like weird like Rob Schneider movies. 
Uh, I think like the animal and whatnot. So they start just getting really absurd. Oh, oh, and, oh, yes. I remember now. I remember now. Yeah. Rev Schneider is it's a like, carrot. <laughs> Rev Schneider. <laughs> they, they, at one point, they made fun of like Jim Carrey, uh, um, the Popper's Penguins movie, I think. And uh, kind of the same type of thing. Dude, fuck that movie. That movie sucks. <laughs> Anyway, so Jack uh, washes up on shore as a carrot. <laughs> Jack Frost is a carrot. <laughs> While Jack the... Frost is a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> While the resort is partying down. Yes, How... you, know, you bit all Liz. Big party. How are they Big able party, to say... Liz. How are they able to say Asahi legally? Like, they must have just been like, nobody will watch this movie. It's fine. How did they get so much Asahi? (laughs) Like, they had so much fucking Japanese beer. It must have been just the cheapest beer they had at the liquor store when they're like, what's the cheapest beer we can buy by the case? And they were like, and and I guarantee you the store was not just even saying like Asahi. They probably just had a bunch of Asahi and was like, oh, Asahi is the cheapest. We'll cut you a deal. We, we need a. I can just picture them go. We need a beer that sounds foreign. <laughs> <laughs> well, did they have the beer, or well, there was a lot of boxes, right? So maybe they just had the boxes. Oh, yeah, you got a good point there, Sean. Maybe they just, yeah, maybe they just had the empty boxes. But it seemed like there was a lot of bottles of Asahi. I mean, during I mean, the they movie, could shoot it in such a way that kind of makes it look like there's more. Right, yeah. Don't give them any fucking credence. <laughs> they made a movie called Jack Frost 2, Revenge of the Killer Snowman. But they're on a limited type budget, I'm guessing. So they <laughs> my, probably my had is, to do some I'm, trick shooting. My guess is that somebody involved in this movie um, was was associated with Asahi beer. No, I don't them, think so. I think got they them, did. Ah, I let me, come on, let me work out my fantasy here. And got them some money from Asahi <laughs> to to film this thing. <laughs> and thus, Asahi, the only thing they wanted in return was a whole lot of commercial involvement in the movie and product placement. Huh? This, no. is, huh? this is off topic on something uh, that we were... but what we were just talking about. So I had Google search to find that scene and I Googled Rob Schneider as a carrot. And you know how like Google has like people also ask and there's questions listed. And the first one is, is Rob Schneider a carrot? (laughs) (laughs) And then I clicked on the answer and it's like, yes, Rob Schneider is a carrot. <laughs> the internet's fucking with you. That's the uh, NSA agent. He's like, I'm just, God, these guys are fucking annoying me. Hold on a second. Hurry up and type it. <laughs> He's like, oh uh, shit, they're getting closer. I gotta, I gotta hurry up and finish this up. Get the sound of the Wikipedia. <laughs> I, anyway. I mean, maybe their first choice was Red Stripe, and they just they couldn't get it. You know. Red yeah. Stripe wasn't going for it, so Asahi, the Asahi Beer Company was like, oh yes, we can give you some beer. So is that actually still like an existing beer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh do they, maybe yeah. if they do they have that at Beers of the World or anything? I'm sure. Yeah. We should get some. There you go. While watching right. uh, Jack Frost 2. 
Maybe oh, next year we'll, uh, we'll have a Jack Frost two drinking game. We'll have yeah. a, next year we'll have a Jack Frost two uh, party. Yeah, you can do a drinking game, and you can only drink Asahi or or banana daiquiris. Yeah, we'll we'll make all the drinks from Jack Frost too. That sounds good. To make like a uh, antifreeze punch. Um, so a trio of girls are looking to mingle and eventually wind up with a couple of meatheads. Uh, and then also the other, the older couple, I believe their names are Joe and Marla dance by the husband gets distracted by one of the women who tries to talk to him only to be thrown aside by like his kind of comically petite wife. Oh, wait, hold on. Speaking of musical cues, uh, uh, man, man, is there a fucking repetitive musical cue in this fucking movie so let's let's continue. oh yeah yeah um so the sheriff is dealing with his trauma still until captain fun arrives who is one of the resort employees and, and what a what a nice detail there about like including like the uh trauma that the uh that the uh main character there is experiencing like, I yes. thought that was that was nice. That was quality filmmaking. It was. It was a good connection to the first one. Yep. But this you know, guy, a connection Captain to Fun. the original movie, unlike another uh, sequel. <laughs> Captain Fun. Whew. This guy is like that dude from the cruise, only really fucking lame. Wait, I like the cruise was... director? Yeah, oh, I bet this like, was Jim's uh... favorite character. What the flying Scotsman or whatever? Yes, yes. I would. I would. If this was the flying Scotsman, I would not have been surprised if this was like an earlier part of his career. Now, my favorite character was the uh, ex FBI agent. Oh man, dude, that guy. Yeah, there's some pretty great shit with that dude. Not Agent Manners. Yes, Agent Manners. Oh, I thought it was Agent Manners. Yeah, not Agent Manners. Not Agent Manners. Yes. Well, not. Anyway. The sheriff tries to shoo off Captain Fun, but Captain Fun is relentless, so they start karaoke. And Jack uh, goes, karaoke? you got to be kidding. And like even worse than karaoke, it's Christmas karaoke. Ugh. Indeed. Uh, so the sheriff and the other... Uh, and, uh sorry the sh sheriff and joe the other old guy are getting just get hammered and he's like i'm putting jack frost behind me uh, meanwhile on the beach uh the three women are sitting around a fire waiting for the guys figuring out who is going to be fucking who and jack sneaks up on them as the carrot once again jack frost is a carrot and he's like oh what do we have here like i love that it's pretty good just like it's. I love that it's just a fucking carrot puppeteered by a string. Like every time it talks, it just like bounces up and down. It's so stupid. Like it is so goddamn stupid and cheap. It's also a huge carrot. <clears throat> That's what she said. So Jack leaves. A you know where they got it? From where they got it? At, they got it at Wegman's. And, oh, Probably everything. They're going to say at the market. Um, oh, the Jack leaves market? a trail of coal on the ground to lead one of the girls over because she's like, "I'm going to go do something." And she was going to go get charcoal for the fire. Oh, she was going to get charcoal. That's what it was. 
So he leaves the char. The he goes, oh, charcoal, yeah. Yeah, Chara. And he tries to drop icicles into her, but she just like accidentally avoids all of them, picking them up before Jack finally just goes, oh, fuck it. And he turns into an anvil and crushes her to death. Like it is wily coyote style. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely like terrible graphics. Like it looks so, so lame, but it's really funny. Like just how cheap it is. It is like the bottom tier of uh, of Hollywood graphics. So another one of the girls goes to check on her and she finds the snow anvil and Jack starts sticking icicles out of the sand and the other girl steps onto one and then just falls back onto a bunch more. So she's obviously dead. Uh, and then the last girl starts asking where they are. So she grabs a pair of tongs to defend herself as Jack, like, I don't know, just like kind of zips around her. It's just the camera going like, <laughs> Uh, and it's just chasing her before he finally appears and stabs her eyes out with the tongs. It's pretty fucking nasty. Yeah, yeah that was brutal. That was uh, good so back at the resort, oh, Captain Fun, kill. Captain Fun busts in on the sheriff and his wife, explaining the day to everybody. And I wrote, "Fuck this guy, he is annoying." <laughs> Meanwhile, the other couple are trying to fight, uh, figure out why they have to sleep in separate beds. I would also like to know why. Because they they were um, they hadn't consummated the marriage yet, ah, or, they, yeah. or they hadn't gotten married yet, rather. Yeah. Yes, I was also like pretty ready for both of them to like just start having like affairs with other people at the resort. <laughs> it seemed like they wanted to. Uh, so at breakfast the next morning, the colonel is checking everything, and I want to know at this point that Sarah Sarah came in to make dinner and like was watching a little bit of this. And during this scene, she's like, she goes, what the fuck? Is this SNL? <laughs> like, it, it was that level of production. Like, it looks like a live show presented as a film. Like, the set and everything is just so horrible looking. SNL digital mm -hmm. shorts are better than this was. I'd, yeah. Quality-wise. It might be funnier than SNL is, though, now. <laughs> so, the again the colonel is just like oh you know well, back in india i'm just like god what the fuck so then <laughs> so then dexter from the offspring and calista flockhart find some the, the dead bodies of the women from the night before and they have to get the scary dude manners only it's the agent manners who now has an eye patch it is just there like complete with what appears to be this repeated sound effect from iMovie where it's like do 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 <laughs> like every time he shows up it's just like it, it's just like I'm Agent Manners and I'm on the job do 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 I wonder if I could find it da, da, da. well he was what he was like the island security now head of island security or some such shit yeah he was like a disgraced it's not that That should be uh, Jim's music. Nice. Oh, when like Jim comes comes into the chat or into the. I don't know what that was. Oh, that was the the run one. Uh, <laughs> this is the it. thrilling part of the episode where Dylan looks up sound effects. Well, anyway, whatever. Is they're all free? Um, you should just do like yours, as it. Yeah. Well, because it's very. Specific. 
but it's it's very specifically like this like slow like crescendo so it's like it's awesome it's it's literally from fucking iMovie um so the colonel tries to say it was like a shark attack and manners is just like right a shark attack producing the tongs with the eyeballs on them and then the sheriff comes over and he's like manners is it you and it exposes him and he goes it took 50 operations to make me look normal again and i was just like from what like like, it was in the from the first movie it wasn't that bad of an injury, was it? Yeah, he had his like face like torn oh right off or bitten off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was really funny. He had like a scar and was missing an eye. So he and he's like, I live on the island, so I can't be terrorized by snowmen. And he goes, and now I gotta go find this killer coconut shark. I was like, a fucking coconut shark. Also, the dead bodies looked really fucking awful and stupid. Uh, I also made a note here where I said, did we all just get drunk and film this while we were on vacation together? <laughs> yeah, we filmed it in Cozumel. I feel oh, like we funny. Were, I feel like yeah. this is what happened. Like I think Kathy, Kat, I think Kathy, Kathy had too many uh, funky monkey Jesus shoes and, <laughs> and filmed this. She would just that's where she went for the 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh so the colonel is telling his buddy not to say any uh bobby uh not to say anything and that the deaths are from the shark and a cooking accident but then it turns out that the phone line is dead and uh jack is actually in the room with them pretending to be like a little snowman in a snow globe to hide from them while they go to check on the connection and the circuit breaker is just flooded with water so Captain Fun joins up with the Colonel and Agent Manners to explain the situation so none of the guests get any service. Like literally, there's nobody else on the island that can come that is like there to like run the bar. There's only these like four people. Like they're on an island fucking resort, and that's these are the only people there to do what they to do all the jobs. Like they have no other staff. So Manners is like, we need to lock down the resort before Captain Fun like reams him out. He's like, that's not fun. And meanwhile, all the guests are just like getting hammered, like pounding the liquor, like just taking it from the the, the bar. Um, meanwhile, one of the uh, other women is being photographed by the like really flamboyant guy. So Jack sneaks up on them and we get Jack vision, which is just like a purple filter. Uh, okay. Uh, this also just... I, I this at this point I said this does not look like they're on an island. It looks they are like they're literally just between houses somewhere in LA. Even Sarah said, "Yeah, this is just like somebody's big weird house in Los Angeles. They are not on a fucking island." Like it looked like just somebody who had a little more shrubbery than normal. It was like, "Oh yeah, this could pass for like tropical island." <laughs> uh, it's it's sure. just it's so impressively low budget. So Jack turns into a bunch of ice cubes and hides in the cooler and like all the little ice cubes like want to be used by the woman because she's like, I'm I'm really hot. So she wants an ice cube to cool off her nipples. No, to harden Harden her nipples. Harden her nipples. I love the little like sound effects for the ice cubes. It's literally just like the voiceover of Jack and she's just rubbing the cube on her tits and she finally like tosses the cube. That's what uh, Jim she... did in Cosmo. <laughs> yeah. 
but she then asks for an iced coffee. So she gets another like bunch. They're like, ah, me, me, me. She gets a bunch more Jack cubes and she gets one in her mouth and she's, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great. And then she winds up crushing and eating it, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. So they start photographing again. This is where Jack gets his scarf from. And as this, the and the, actually the girl's name too is Sarah. As she smiles into the camera, her head just explodes because Jack had remarked, I'm going to fucking kill you or something like that. It's an awful effect. It's so yeah. bad. Yeah, it's already pissed because she tossed him away. And then like, <laughs> yeah. Well, initially forgave her and continued to forgive yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jack material. I loved. I loved this whole scene. It was pretty fucking funny. It, it, it was insane. I rewound and watched it. It was yeah. pretty hilarious. So Jack material. Dylan, like, Dylan, Dylan was like Sarah. Sarah. Her name is Sarah. No, that was she was like Dylan. Dylan is her name. Sarah. Sarah, <laughs> like, come here. Come here. Sarah. Sarah, do you want an iced coffee? He materializes Jack and kills the photographer with his scarf and the carrot nose. Meanwhile, uh, Sheriff uh, Tiller, uh, Sam, whatever the fuck his name is, Sam and his wife, are, oh, while practicing archery, are uh, he's like, I get the sense that Jack is around. So his wife is like, gives him like just shit about it. And even Marla says, Sam, you're getting annoying and boring. Then Agent Manners shows up wearing sunglasses over his one, like he's still wearing sunglasses over even with his patch eye. Like it just looks really weird. And he's just standing right behind uh behind Sam and he's like, You need to meet me in reception in 10 minutes. And he's like, Why? He's like, uh, just, just meet me there. He's like, Okay, but if you're here, why don't you just tell me here? And he said, I can't do that. Why? Because I have to pee. And like he just has a horrible raspy badass guy voice. Like this dude was hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's like my level of you know comedy. So it like just cuts to them at the reception area, and Manners explains to Sam that he took a leave of absence after being mocked in the FBI, and they have to solve this case of murders. And Captain Fun gets brought into the mix too. And I noted here that I love that our heroes are a mentally unstable cop and a rogue, also mentally unstable FBI agent. <laughs> um, so Captain Fun has a plan and he wants to lure Jack out into the open when he thinks nobody is watching. And that's literally by like throwing a costume party, which includes these lines. And I thought of you guys when they goes, when he's like, this is your idea. Sam, the sheriff goes, this is your idea. And Captain, Fo Captain Fun goes, isn't it the tops? I just thought about nah, top of the too. pops. <laughs> oh my god! Just saying that the entire fucking weekend. So Sam is dressed up as a hippie, and Captain Fun is a snowboarder. I guess. Um, I do like that the bartender Bobby is just like wearing a cat in the hat hat while smoking a cigarette, <laughs> and Manners appears to be dressed as like an old school private dick um sam hears jack and then chases after him and manners goes sam's got a runner and captain fun runs up and goes why are you talking into your watch he goes old habit <laughs> actually I, I think manners was actually dressed up as a spook <laughs> yes wow. you're you're right 
Uh, so Sam chases Jack down to a shed and starts looking for him, picking up a boat oar as a weapon. He finds Jack's carrot nose and then knocks out a snowman coming up mm -hmm. behind him. It turns out to be the Colonel for some Colonel. reason. Why would the Colonel dress up like this? Very weird. So in the infirmary, the Colonel reams him out for being reckless. I love also that uh, Joe and Marla here are dressed up as clowns, like tending to the Colonel for some reason. Uh, and Sam says, you know, but there was a carrot, but his wife silences him. Meanwhile, Jack gets his carrot. Jack Frost is a carrot. His wife tries to make him relax. I love that nobody considers, like, go to therapy or do something. I mean, he did go to therapy, but they made fun of him, I guess. So, And his wife is just like, oh, this is ridiculous. You can't keep doing this. I'm not going to help you. I'm just like, this just reminded me of the room. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> and so Jack starts stalking up to the resort finally. I just want to, like, you know, again, like, note that this is just a house it's not a resort uh and he but he sneaks into the colonel's room which hilariously just looks like everybody else's room you would think he would have like kind of some nicer furnishings but no um one of the guests goes to the pool for a late night swim and we get to see some titties uh <laughs> like yes, this is just, the this is the titillation portion of the yeah. movie. Yeah, and yet it is just filmed so badly. Like, it is not sexy at all. I think we see more, like, feet, honestly. Like, just, it was just the unsexiest thing. Like, I'm sorry to the actors, but, like, that cinematographer, you did a fucking terrible job. Very, very much like the Shannon Elizabeth uh, scene in the first movie. This was the, uh, this was this uh, movie's... Uh, scene for the nudity or i don't know why I, was, I don't know why i wasn't expecting to see uh nudity in this movie for so like i just assumed that there wouldn't be any but i was like oh okay i guess you were hoping it was going to be the <laughs> caramel that you were going to see <laughs> yeah exactly i want to see what was underneath that fucking uh snowman costume or captain fun or captain fun or agent yep. manners <laughs> you wanted to see captain's fun no, I'm good. So Jack goes, I should practice a little breaststroke. And he freezes the pool with his hilarious snowman glove hand. Sarah got to see this part. And the girl is trapped below a sheet of ice. So Jack just like leers into the ice and watches her drown. And he says, he goes, ah, this is more his style. And freezes a bunch of beer. And it just starts like spreading the freezing cold. So he just, just starts freezing the entire resort. Like he freezes the tiki bar and also just like a woman who's asleep in a beach chair, like in the, at night, like she's just there. Yep. <laughs> she comes back actually, um, kind of. Uh, so he goes into the sheriff's room and tucks him in before Sam wakes up from being cold. He goes into the bathroom and he sees that it's completely winterized outside. Uh, this is also his wife remarks that she's like, there's no air conditioning. And I was like, wait a minute. There's no air conditioning in the tropical resort. Like what? It didn't make any sense to me. And they're allegedly uh, in like the second honeymoon uh, suite or whatever. Or the second. What I, was it? I don't know. It yeah. seemed a little, I don't know. That seemed a little far fetched if you're asking me. <laughs> So Captain Fun busts in and he starts hurling snowballs and they see that the entire resort has embraced the unexpected snowstorm. Uh, 
Sarah remarked that she was falling asleep at this point. <laughs> uh, the colonel is just oh, like, Oh, but a... Sarah, snowball fight, isn't it exciting? Uh, the colonel is in a one-piece pajama suit, and Sam says none of this makes sense, and that there's only one person who could have done this. And I said, "What is up with the cap with Captain Fun's scarf? Like it just looked like it was made out of like plastic or something. It just looked like a big, I don't even know. It was so weird. It was statuesque. It was, it was very uh, stiff. Yeah, I don't really want to know why. Actually, it was encrusted with his memories." That's kind of where I thought you were going to go. That's, a, that's always a callback. Um, so the meatheads from before, who never got laid, because... Oh, oh the dude bros. Yeah, oh. they, all their, their uh, lady friends died. <laughs> uh, they are just hanging out, drinking some warm beer. And they... Why is their beer warm? That's a great question. <laughs> like what did they just like was it just like sitting between their thighs well, maybe <laughs> like, it was from their stash you know and they it was from their uh case of asahi that they brought with them yeah <laughs> yeah they couldn't so fit in the room fridge warm beer so they are like huh frozen pole i wrote pool by accident i meant to say pole so they're like oh Put your. They decide to put their tongues on the frozen pole and pour the beer down the pole to get it cold again, and then it'll loosen up their tongue. Like, this is the dumbest idea ever. <laughs> <laughs> Just drink the warm beer. It's fine. I think he was trying to trick him into sticking his tongue on the pole. I don't think so. They were pretty goddamn dumb. I was like, why don't you, at this point just put some of fucking of the snow in the beer? So obviously the one dude can't get his tongue off and his buddy sees some whip. He literally just goes, chicks, and he just fucks off. Jack appears and he grabs the dude's head and just rips it backwards and it rips the tongue out of his mouth and it's just like sticking onto the frozen pole. It was awesome. It looked so shitty, but it was awesome. Do you remember his line? What did he say? Kawatunga. <laughs> Terrible. Jack throws a snowball and it hit hits Dexter from the Offspring's arm, knocking it off. And showering Callista Flockar, his wife, or it's not actually close to Flockar, with like really goopy, chunky blood. Another dude takes a snowball to the mouth. Another dude gets an icicle in the head and the stomach. Jack knocks a dude through a wall. He pummels another guy to death with snowballs. Uh, and then cut to Manners going, "They're playing my song." <laughs> <laughs> Sam's wife still doesn't believe him, but Sam approaches a snowman. Everyone is like, no, stop. Don't do anything. Like, just let him go take his fucking anger out. So anyway, he takes out a vial of concentrated antifreeze that he's been carrying around his neck for the entire time uh, since since the, the, the first movie. And he throws it on the snowman. And like, of course, we find out it isn't Jack. But surprise, Jack is here. He gets the drop on him. Uh, Manners appears and Manners appears with a special gun, but Jack melts away. Like, I'm pretty sure it's like really bad CGI. And Jack Agent... actually had like a little bit of a line. He goes, Miss me. Yeah. And then he, and then uh, Joe's wife goes, or is like, Is that Agent Manners? He got a lot cuter. <laughs> <laughs> so the four of them 
Sam, his wife, Anne, and uh, Joe and Marla uh, run it back inside. And Sam's wife says they need to warn the others. And Manners volunteers to go. And Sam says he will also go. And Joe goes, Sam, I'll. He goes, no, Joe, you stay. And Joe says, that's what I was going to (laughs) do. I just thought that was really funny. And then he goes, looks like it's you and me, Manners. That's Agent Manners. And he like pumps a super soaker full of antifreeze like it's a shotgun. And and Sam just goes like, yeah, whatever you want, man. And at this point, two fully grown men leave the resort slash big L.A. house wearing winter jackets and armed with super soakers full of antifreeze. Just want to put that out there. So, uh, and what else would you be armed with? Fuck, I don't know. Harsh language. Uh, and Joe and Marla talk about how Sam could have uh, known Jack was here. Uh, so Joe theorizes that when they were in the antifreeze in the first one in the back of the pickup truck, their DNA melded, so they have like an awareness of each other. Mm. I don't know. Sure, I'll take it. Like Spidey Sense? Yeah, except, like, bad. Uh, so yeah. Jack and Manners are hunting down Jack. And another great Manners line, I hate it when the dead don't stay dead. You know who he reminds me of? Did anybody? Did any of you guys ever watch the, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy? Oh, yeah. He reminded me of the dude that was, like, the spoof of Ash, Hostel Guy. Oh, yeah. He reminded yeah, right. me of that guy. And, he sa- and I think he's, like, he's voiced by that... Uh, that guy with the deep voice from uh, uh, Office Space. Oh fuck! What's that guy? Is it? Is it Deep Bradley Baker? It's not Deep. I, I always fucking forget his name. Diedrich Bader. I always get Diedrich Bader and D Bradley Baker mixed up. Oh, we lost Sean. We got Sean. Diedrich Bader. Anyway, uh, so they get ambushed by. The Colonel, uh, Bobby, and Captain Fun by accident with kitchen utensils and shit. Bowls, like a, like a bowl you would eat a lot of uh, mashed potatoes out of. And Sam explains the situation, and they say they have to collect as much antifreeze as they can. And they're like, oh, we're on an island. We don't have any. But Bobby says they have tons of coolant in the storage shed. So Captain Fun interrupts some shoveling to make a snow angel, but gets dragged out as people dig a trap. Which is literally like they dig a hole, fill it with antifreeze, and cover it with a sheet. And the, it was uh, in one of the fountains. Yes, it was in one of the fountains. And the colonel once again remarks some fucking story about India using a pit to catch a to catch a Bengali tiger. And everybody <laughs> just like looks at Bobby to be the bait, but Sam volunteers along with Manners, who seemingly at, at this point every single time he shows up, it's just. Just plays like every single fucking time. <laughs> I lo- I started to like it when he would show up. <laughs> it was, was it, it, it just became that. more <laughs> and more frequent. Um, Jack appears before Sam to challenge him, and he manages to trick Jack into walking into the trap, and he melts into the antifreeze. But like, of course, he's not dead. We still have thirty minutes left. Jack says he's new and improved, hence why it's not working. He explains it, but also gets indigestion and coughs up like a a snowball before he turns into really bad CGI and belly flops into the snow. Everyone kind of goes off. Genetically altered. Yes. 
everyone kind of goes off and but joe and marla inspect the snowball jack coughed up uh so uh manners goes to hunt jack out in the quote-unquote jungle uh but back at the resort the snowball is refusing to melt and sam is like rambling about nothing working and finally the snowball begins moving and captain fun says it's hatching the snowball then hatches into like a little snowball head with arms and calls him dada it's like a little puppet it's pretty cute and captain fun says like a bunch of baby talk a bunch of baby talk and then it stabs him through the eye with an icicle after it says kill dada did you notice that uh manners by the way when he went hunting he had a laser sight yes which is great so So, the the little snowballs I, I took them as a cross between um, a pork and um, the Bratsies from uh, Yoga Hosers. <laughs> yeah, kind of. This movie definitely has like mega Yoga Hoser Yoga Hosers vibes. I thought the, the other thing kind of sounded like um, the uh like the noises that they were making and how they were almost sort of talking they almost sounded like like the granddaughter from like the introduction of the first movie like they were just like there was almost like this weird baby talk can you tell me well yeah they were they were babies yeah we don't need to talk about that sounded very similar can you tell me a bedtime story the other thing I thought of too that it reminded me of is when he went into the well, or you get you'll get into it, but when he saw the others, it reminded me of Gremlins. Yeah, because they all look all not all of them, but a bunch of them had different looks to them. Like the one had spikes, but the spikes were icicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this first one is just like zipping around and bouncing around the floor before. Bobby flattens him with a pot, but like, again, thankfully we have bad CGI to save the day and he reforms. So Joe finally catches him and flips him into a blender that uh, Anne has and they blend him up. <laughs> Let's see you break dance, you little shit. But he just reforms. So they all start like conceiving of ways to kill him, like pouring salt on him or... Like, like all these I, different like, like home remedies. Yeah, all these home remedies. And like you can hear the little uh snowball just go like that's not mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Which I like thought was hilarious. I thought it was so, great. Agent Manners finally gets to the storage shed, only to find himself surrounded by a legion of the little snowball head creatures. And Anne calls him on the radio to say not to go near near them. And like, you know, I wrote here, can you imagine acting here? Because they just all start biting him and like his fingers then all over him and he gets eaten by the little monsters and it's just like, da 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 But he's like swinging around and he's like, <clears throat> Just um, food for thought, Dylan. You know what we never see? Him come back? No. We never really do truly see the demise of Manners. No. I would imagine if they make a third one, he would be back. He could be. I hope he does come back. Maybe with uh, prosthetic fingers. Maybe. He could be a cyborg. Yeah. Uh, So they try to use a waffle iron on the little snowball monster, and it doesn't work. (laughs) 
Uh, that part was pretty funny too. Bobby okay. says they should wait until the supply ship arrives and lock, but and just lock themselves in. But Sam's wife is like, no, we can't let him get off the island. So she dons some kitchen trays as body armor and shit. The colonel is in his military garb, like his like military officer's outfit from like the imperialist England days. And Captain Fun is wearing like a whole bunch of different bullshit. And all the little snowball monsters start rolling around the resort, like doing all kinds of silly things like popping out of the ground and drinking beer and eating human flesh, including the frozen woman that was out there. Like I, this part was amazing. Like it was, I think this is the point that uh, Jim was kind of referring to, like kind of Gremlins-esque. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was just Gremlins too, basically. Uh, yeah. In the kitchen, Sam is still rambling and Marla threatens him with a meat tenderizer Joe, uh, armed with a vacuum, inspects a Christmas tree and gets startled by a dropped ornament breaking. And it's one of the little snowball creatures and it flies out after him, but he chases after with the vacuum and he sucks it up and catches it in a plastic jar. Uh, out in the forest, the colonel, once again talking about India, is being hunted by the little snowballs. Uh, while he tries to catch one, a whole bunch appear and he runs away. Uh, Anne looks around the resort party area and, and just this blonde woman appears out of nowhere. She was just hiding like from the bar, not nowhere. Uh, and then a bunch of snowballs appear and attack her. And there was just a whole bunch of other people who were hiding. So they're all they were, dead. They were all hanging out with Kathy. <laughs> uh, Sam's wife throws a bunch of alcohol on the snowball monster before one of them just explodes it turns out it's a daiquiri and somehow Sam's wife figures out that Jack Frost got Sam's immunity from his DNA to antifreeze, but also somehow got his allergy to bananas now too. So Jack Frost and the little monsters are weak against bananas. Makes sense to me. Sure. They wind up making a very like vomit looking substance to shoot at the snowball monsters. So Lots of exploding now happens. It's pretty awesome. It looks like they're all just like shot with they're like all the little snowball monster props are just being shot with a 12 gauge shotgun and they're just like full of blood and goop and shit. Mm -hmm. uh, out in the woods, one uh, little snowball monster remains very injured from the banana goo. And Jack finally comes back and he cares for the little monster until it finally dies in his hands. He pokes it with his carrot nose and he sheds a tear, which is probably just uh, hot glue just dripping out from behind the mask. So Anne says that they need to bury the carcasses twice as deep as before. And the Colonel and Bobby plan to cover up everything before Jack appears and stabs the Colonel through the head and slashes Bobby's throat. So he pronounces them all dead. Yes. Uh, Joe and Marla take a moment to like kind of be intimate to finally celebrate their anniversary before Jack appears and says, I now pronounce you totally fucking dead. And uh, they run away. Uh, oh, that's where he pronounces them dead. That's right. Yes, they run away, though. Jack imprisons Sam's wife within a snow cube like he turns himself into and he starts sending in spikes. So it's like a like an Iron Maiden uh, mm -hmm. type di device. Uh, Jack then just transforms back into normal after, you know, presumably killing. And this is where I remarked that her name is Anne, uh, presumably killing her. 
And Sam shoots him with an arrow tipped with the banana goo, I guess. And he explodes into what appears to be soapy marshmallow paint. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was was some line about missing the point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's like, hey, he's like, hey, Jack, hope you don't miss the point. And then he explodes. So Sam digs Anne out of the white goop. Uh, not really sure how she's alive, but okay. Yep. Uh, they must be really happy that this movie is finally over. So Sam and Anne contemplate where to go next year. Not Greece, no islands. But no. uh, but but during the credits, uh, we're treated to some additional footage. Two uh, Asian dudes in a boat come across an island. I'm assuming it's the island from this movie, but it could just be any island. And then a giant shape appears and a massive carrot is dropped on them, suggesting that Jack Frost is now Godzilla-sized or his uh, carrot is Godzilla-sized. I don't know. But I guess this was the proposed third movie that was going to happen. It was going to be uh, Jack Frost 3, Godzilla-sized mon- uh, Jack mm. Frost monster. So but, you had mentioned that last week when we were doing the first movie, and you mentioned that there was a proposed third movie. So I was well, what was also bizarre was that I looked it up, and there's two entries on a Wikipedia called like <laughs> fandom or something, and they're just like fake versions of what the third movie could be. And I oh. thought that's what the what it was, and I realized that oh, this is just some weird plot that somebody wrote up. Very oh, bizarre. That's kind of shitty. It's kind of, I mean, it actually sounds pretty fucking funny, though. Like, let me look it yeah. up real quick. I meant shitty in the sense that you would hope that you, you, you were finding something that was legit. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, uh, like, the proposed idea for Jack Frost 3 was just, like, a giant version of him. But this is, like, this weird fake one, which is Jack Frost 3, The Bride of Jack, is an upcoming 2019 uh musical prequel to the 2000 film jack frost 2 it stars the return of scott mcdonald as jack frost with fiona dorif as jackie frost the female killer snow woman and uh the return of zach eggington as ryan and eileen seeley as Anne for the death of chris oh and oh r.i.p uh the guy who plays the sheriff he passed away in 2008 oh he looked at Sheriff legitimately died, like the actor? Yeah, the actor did. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Oh, man. There's this other really long fake entry that I'm not going to read. Um, well, we can just encourage our listeners uh, to look it up. And... <laughs> yeah, it, go on to the Fanon Wiki. Look up Jack Frost 3, The Last Coming. This is clearly not true. Jack Frost 3, The Last Coming, is a 2020 horror comedy thriller film, horror comedy thriller film, and was held back for many, for many time due to actor Christopher Allport's is now, okay, there, there's literally just words missing from this. Mm. Let me try this again. I'm just going to read this to you. This is, sounds like Jim wrote it. Jack Frost 3, The Last Coming, is a 2020 horror comedy thriller film and was held back for many time due to actor Christopher Christopher Allparts is now starring in Air Bud's A Halloween Special. That's a sentence. As a result, the film was seemingly canceled, spelled with one L, but now has come back after being convinced by God. 
Okay. I'm not going to read any more of that. Um, uh, and but, I mean, that might lead us into next week's movie. Uh, but, but, but quickly, the movie's not over. There's a post credit sequence. Oh, shit. Slow, slowly zoom. Did you not see this? No. Oh, my God. I, I figured the carrot attacking the boat was it. So nope. that's all I watched. Nope. There's another, nope. Uh, there's a post credit sequence as we're slowly zooming in on the freezer and we find uh, on the island and we find out that Joe and Marla are still inside hiding from Jack. And she's like, Joe's turning blue. Where are you? And then it just slowly zooms in for like 30 seconds. Like just, there's no dialogue. It's just silence, just slowly zooming in. Like the, there's like a Ken Burns effect going on. <laughs> it, it was so weird. I was like, why is this here? So. Wait, uh, and that was it? And then, it, then that was it. Yep. Um, and okay. that's the end of Jack Frost 2, which right. I which I thoroughly enjoyed. It was very stupid. But I understand why you like the first one more. The, the first one is more of a movie. This is like just weirdness. This is more along the lines of like the Velocipaster. It, it's really kind of funny though. Like, I mean, you watch it and like the, the I quite obviously like what you said, like the resort is just... It's nothing. It's like so right. fake looking and yeah, like so like badly designed, and you're just like, oh my god! But <laughs> it's somebody's backyard. Yeah, it's yeah. clearly that. Like it just looks so low budget. Like everything is so low budget. But what a fun ride uh, watching these two movies! Like in a couple of weeks, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I legitimately, I, I think I did enjoy this one a little bit more than the first one. Like, there was something about the first one that felt like, just like, I don't know, there were, it just, I feel like this embraced the, uh, the being, like, being terrible, but also being fun a little bit better. I agree with and, that. The first one had, was just campy and stupid. Yeah. I mean, this one is just like, oh my God, this is, we're really pushing the boundaries of what's acceptable here. But yeah, I thought like a lot. I thought I had how, a lot. Yeah, how far they could push the stupidness, and there was a lot more one-liners too. A lot of good kills. I liked all the little snowball monsters. It was funny too because Sarah was just like, "Oh my god!" Like that movie was so bad. I was, and I told her about the little snowball monsters, and she, and I said, "You only want see the parts of the movie that are really bad." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Dylan." It's all bad. Yeah, no, it is all bad. But I recommend watching it. It's good. We, it's had, good. It's we good, had fun. It's a good us. Christmas movie. Yeah, I had a good time watching them. Well, actually, both of them. I like I like both of them. So, well, yeah, we got another, uh, yeah, speaking of God, we have a, a doozy coming up. <laughs> Can't wait to watch this fucking turd. Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. For Saving Christmas? Yeah, Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Ugh, sounds awful. And you can uh, also on our uh, sister pod, if you will. WWO. Uh, yeah, on the World uh, Wrestling World Order podcast, you can uh, check us out. Uh, 
as we uh, review Santa with Muscles, starring Hulk Hogan. But, um, yeah, I think we're ready to get out of here for tonight. I think so. Yeah, you can check us out on all of our socials and our website and uh, download and subscribe uh, to the episodes when they drop on any of your favorite podcast applications and all that jazz. Gotta thank Brother Sean for hanging in there mm-hmm. with us this evening and the past few episodes. And yeah, uh, obviously he'll be back next week. Uh, I'm not sure if Brother Jim will be joining us or not. I think he might be on assignment. All uh, up in the air. Yeah, well, we shall see. I don't know, man. He's already in bed. Maybe he might get some rest and uh, be with us. What the fuck? Wow. Hey, it was your idea. You're the one that the bed's next to you. Go lay it up. Fucking maximum effort over here. I know, right? It was your idea. What was it my idea? I I didn't quite hear him say that. It wasn't this episode. It was like an episode or two ago. He's like, well, it's not like the bed's not next to you. You can just lay down. You didn't have to heed it as advice. I may have said it in jest. Never mind, it doesn't sound very good either. I'll move the mic closer. (laughs) Wow. 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 Well, this has been Jim's Bed BQ podcast. Where Jim, this is this is the Jim is dist- Jim is distracted uh, podcast. Damn it! <laughs> hey, I did think that Jim probably liked a lot of the 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 uh, attire in this movie, though. There were a lot of Hawaiian shirts. Oh yeah, yeah. The fun guy. Oh, Ka- Kathy, we should order this one. I want this one too. And this oh, one. oh, that one looks like it's custom. Maybe Dottie can make that one for me. Let's let's look up the fabric. You just can't stop. All right, we're calling tonight. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Never <laughs> loving fuck. <laughs> Well, thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ, where we always vacuum seal all our meats to ensure sealed-in freshness. Thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ, where the drink special tonight is a banana daiquiri. Topped off with antifreeze. How about that one guy, too? What was it, Bobby? He's like, oh, we got lots of antifreeze. We put it in the drinks. It's like we got buckets full of it. That explains a lot of that movie then. They're all just like taking shots of antifreeze before scenes. Yeah. yeah. Taking a cue from Stephen King. Hmm. Good times. Thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ, where you can now book us for parties with our new activities director, Captain Fun Guy. Sean? Yeah. Don't have one. No, you're Captain Fun Guy. Oh, I'm Captain Fun Guy. Eh, just Captain Fun. Was it Captain Fun Guy? It's just Captain Fun. 
Yeah, it's just Captain Fun. Why did Michael Fungy. say Captain Fun Guy? I don't know. I like Captain Fun Guy. All right, I'm out. I'm going to bed. Mm. Well, that's a shocker. Asleep. I know. <laughs>